read one and two again. God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spoke in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. He made him heir of all things. And we kind of know, you know, uh, uh, earthly, earthly things about maybe air and so forth. If, if we have a person on this earth and they have an heir and this person is very uh, wealthy on this earth, then this heir is going to receive uh, all these possessions. They are an heir. They're going to receive all, these, all this wealth uh, that this person has. So we can understand something about an heir. They're going to receive what the, the parents or father or whatever uh, left them, what they had and what they gave them. So they inherit this. They are an heir. Uh, I think uh, as we get a little older, uh, we do see value in other things more than monetary value. When we're younger, uh, a lot of our attention goes to uh, to uh, financial wealth, and 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 of course it's nothing to blink at now. And you hear those hundred million dollar lotteries. We kid myself in thinking all the good I can do with that. Well, I have some selfish motives in that too, although I rarely buy them. But anyway, but but to, you know to have all that wealth, and I certainly could do some good things with that. But again, as we get older, we see more value in other things. But keeping on the, on the, on the line of heir, inheritance, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, heir of all things. I want to read something to you, and uh, we may have, to, may have to close with it. I had a lot more to say about it, but uh, in the book of Romans, chapter 8, this is some really good news. Some really good news. So we read about Jesus Christ. But isn't he our elder brother? He's the heir of all things. Well, can we ask, what about us? Romans 8 and verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We read about that Spirit, too. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again. That's under the law, what they've received on Mount Sinai. That was bondage. It says, no, you, you haven't received that Spirit but you've been taught by the Spirit of God, that comfort that we read about. For you have not received, the, and, and the reason I'm saying this, this is, is uh, specifying who these people are. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. <coughs> so we talked about Jesus Christ was the heir of all things. But we, as the sons of God, those who are led by the Spirit, I don't have time to get into all that. Lord willing, we'll maybe try to next week. There is a... This is for His elect. It's for those that are led by His Spirit. And you say, well, what about those that before they're led by the Spirit, well, they don't fall under this title, this category. Uh, I see, I hate kind of leaving this way, but uh, let's do leave it on Paul. And it is a positive note. It, even, even if I don't finish, it is a positive note, even when we go further. And it calls us to see that we are blessed because he has led us by his Spirit, and some are not led by his Spirit. But uh, let me leave you with this. Our lesson said, you know, he spoke to us, prophets, old time, now by Jesus Christ. And who is this Jesus Christ? He's the heir of all things. And then we also are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I can't tell you what all glory is going to be like. I can read some scriptures in there and, and look at some of those things. But to be with God the Father, and we should look at God as a father. Many times I used to look at God as the judge and I wanted some place to hide. But God, your loving Heavenly Father, who gave Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ gave his life willingly for you that you would be joint heirs. Yeah, we may see the, the streets of gold and all these things, but to fully understand that love and how we were loved, uh, there are no words on earth to, to describe that. But joint heirs with Jesus Christ because of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed. It says, uh, well, let's see, maybe I should, uh, let, let's go ahead and read verse 2. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So he said, you know, he, in, in past times, in diverse manners, he spoke to the fathers by the prophets. He said, in these last days, spoken to us by his Son. We, uh, so is there a, a change in the message? Did the prophets, did, did they have a different message than what the, the son had? I, uh, well, let me just give you the answer. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. We, we talked about, and I enjoy reading scripture, John 1.1. 1, 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. 
You say, well, let's talk about Jesus Christ. Well, yes, but it doesn't say in the beginning, in the beginning was Jesus Christ. It says in the beginning was the Word. And that word, Word, does not mean Jesus Christ. It means the message. So in the beginning was the message. Now, Jesus Christ is in the beginning also, yet to be uh, manifested, but yet in the beginning. But in the beginning was the message. And yes, Jesus Christ uh, was in the beginning too. But in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the message. And from the very beginning, the message was about Jesus Christ. We talked about before when Adam, or when God took the bride from Adam's side, there was bloodshed. That's where his bride came from. That's where the blood of Christ will come from, from, from uh, his shed blood. We talked about Adam and Eve's coverings this morning, clothing. They tried fig leaves. Well, that didn't work. Well, what did work? God took an animal, shed his blood, took the skins, put on to make a covering for them. So in the beginning was the message, and the message hasn't changed. Now, it went through all the time of the prophets, but did the message change? Did it really change? Uh, I want to read in, uh, and I've read this a lot, but uh, John 1, uh, 45. John 1, 45. This is where, uh, uh, so in, in the beginning was the Word, and, and that Word, and that message was about the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's what the Word was, that's what the message was in the beginning. But now, when it comes through the prophets, did it change? Did the message change? John 1 and 45 said, Now Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him. Well, who did he find? Of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, who were before Christ, what did they prophesy about? Jesus Christ. And while we're here, what did Moses in the law? God gave Moses the law. What, what did he write about? Jesus Christ. So the message in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the message. And it never, even as it comes to the prophets, the message never changed. They never saw it. People today don't see it. But the message is still the same. So uh, Hebrews says that uh, in uh, times, in sundry times, and uh, God spoke to him by the prophets. Not only did they not fully understand, the prophets themselves, I don't believe, fully understood what they prophesied. It wasn't to be manifest and revealed until later. But in these last days, he spoke to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. So now it says it's through his son. But you say, well, you know, Jesus Christ is, uh, he's not here now. He's in glory. Let's go back to, to John again. Uh, Gospel of John, chapter 14. So we'll see that there's, uh, there's continuity all the way through from in the beginning was the word, in the beginning was the message, then through the prophets, then through Jesus Christ. But there's continuity all the way through here. John 14. 
And let's see, maybe, well, let's go to uh, verse 16, John 14 and 16. Jesus Christ is saying here, now, of course, he knows he's going to uh, be crucified. He's going to be leaving them. He says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Well, he was the first comforter, and he uh, uh, explained the word of God, the message to them. He says, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth uh, with you and shall be uh, in you. Uh, so here, uh, the Lord is giving them uh, the comforter. God spoke to them in the beginning was the word, the message. Then through the prophets. But they prophesied of Jesus of Nazareth. And, and even Bill read back there uh, in, in, in Acts, it says, To him gave all the prophets, well, it's talking about Jesus Christ, and said, To him gave all the prophets witness. So what did the prophets prophesy about? Jesus Christ. They witnessed to Jesus Christ. They didn't see it back then because he wasn't to be manifest yet. But looking back, whenever we look back at, at the prophets, when we look back at the law, when we look back at, at, at the beginning of the bloodshed, etc., it's all witness to Jesus Christ. So there's continuity all the way through there. And now Jesus Christ is going to the Father, but here he says, I'm going to send another comforter. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. In verse 26, in John 14 and 26, I'm not sure, I guess I've jumped around a little bit on you, but John 14, 26. But the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said unto you. So the Comforter is just going to uh, uh, explain or teach us the same things that Jesus Christ did. The Comforter as the Holy Spirit. And then uh, in John chapter 16 and verse 12. Again, this is how the Lord speaks to us. In John 16 and 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Our lesson said he spoke to us by the prophets and then by his son. And now we see a transition from the Son to the Comforter. But yeah, it's still the same thing. There's still continuity. He said, now I've got many things to say to you. He said, but you can't, uh, you can't bear them now. Well, when are they going to bear them? <laughs> when are they going to be able to understand? Verse 13, nevertheless, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. Well, what's he going to speak about? What is this Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, this Comforter, what is he going to speak about? You think it's going to be that, that word from the beginning, that message from the beginning, the same thing that the prophets spoke about, the same thing that, that Jesus spoke about, the same thing that the prophet, prophets gave witness to? And yes, it is. It says, He shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear... That shall he speak. He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. 
So our lesson said that he spoke to them by prophets and now by Jesus Christ. So even now he is in glory. We have this comfort. We have this Holy Spirit. But still the words of Jesus Christ, isn't it? He says, he shall glorify me. It's teaching of Jesus Christ. The prophets taught of Jesus Christ. The law taught of Jesus Christ. The word, the message from the beginning was Jesus Christ and his shed blood. So we have continuity all the way through here. And uh, I think, uh, well, Brother Bill also read there when, when the, uh, he went out to also the, the Gentiles, the word went out to the Gentiles, but it still wasn't to everyone. It's going to be those that he leads by this comforter. So back in Hebrew again. Uh, let me... Well, we've been studying the book of Hebrew chapter 4 for several weeks now. And uh, it, it talked about rest. And that's just a wonderful thing for me to think about rest. Uh, but we kind of... I won't say we didn't exhaust chapter 4, but we did go through chapter 4 and studied it, and, and it's just a wonderful blessing to me, as I hope it was to you. But I thought, let's go back to the first chapter in Hebrew. The book of Hebrew has so much. Uh, it, it, of course, it's, the whole scripture, of course, points to Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit. But the book, book of Hebrew looks at the Lord uh, Jesus Christ in so many different ways, from so many different angles. And uh, uh, I just think it's, it's very interesting. And it's, it's needful for us to see these different angles because as we look at this, uh, it, it helps tie the Old Testament with the New Testament. And I don't know who coined the phrase, but it says the, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And that's absolutely true. That's a good way of describing it. But we need to see the connections. And then the Old Testament uh, is more than just history to us. And it, uh, we see how it ties in with, uh, well, with today, with our Lord Jesus Christ. I, uh, my Bible says the author is unknown. And, and uh, of course, we know the author is God. We know that. I feel that uh, the one who penned this was Apostle Paul may not have been, but someone that certainly believes the truth as, as he did. So I may refer to it as Paul sometimes, just forgive me for that, uh, but it's, uh, it's the truth that, again, we know the author is God. And if we look at Hebrew, certainly the, the main subject is Jesus Christ, but it has so many comparisons. You know, it compares him with Melchizedek and with angels and Moses and Aaron, just so many comparisons all the way, all the way through here. I believe this book also contains instructions, instructions from error for us. Uh, and as we studied in the fourth chapter, it talks a lot about a rest, a rest for the people of God. And that's not rest after we pass in this life. Of course, there is rest there. But we should have rest now and enjoy the peace and, and, and rest now. Chapter 4, we, we studied that. It talks about the priesthood, and I think chapter 4 even touches on that, but the but, uh, book of Hebrew talks a lot about the priesthood, and that's something that we need to understand the Old Testament priesthood to, because all that is 
although he's not mentioned there, but all that is talking about Jesus Christ. So we see the importance there, and then we see the importance of Jesus Christ as our high priest. Uh, Hebrew talks about a lot about the law, the law of Moses. We read a lot about the law of Moses in the Old Testament. But the book of Hebrews tells us its purpose and, and helps us understand a little more about that law. Hebrew talks about faith. Uh, and uh, we'll, Lord willing, we'll talk about that maybe later. The book of Hebrew talks about chastening. And one thing that we, I, that we should keep in mind, I believe, about chastening. I believe, well, I'm certain, there's a difference between chastening and punishment. Uh, I, chastening is, is, to, uh, uh, is for correction. The ultimate goal is for correction. I've used the illustration before, and we may have a, a child run out into the street out there. Well, we may have some for, form of chastening. Uh, but what's it for? It's for correction. So God chastens, corrects his children. Now, I look at the lake of fire, not as chastening, but as punishment. So there's a difference between chastening and, and, and punishment. Uh, we see in the book of Hebrews admonition that we would continue in love, which is very important, in brotherly love. Uh, the book of Hebrews tells us you know, how to worship, what we should offer in sacrifice to a holy God. So the book of Hebrews is just a fascinating book as they all are, but it, it incorporates so much of the scriptures and helps enlighten us that. So, so let's look at uh, Hebrew chapter 1, and let me read the first two verses, uh, first of all. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And I think we'll just stop there for a moment. I think it's interesting how this starts out. Uh, he tells us that uh, in the beginning, uh, uh, God spoke to us by the prophets. That's how God spoke to us, by the prophets. Uh, in time past, Spoke to us by, by prophets. Not directly. You, you remember uh, on Mount Sinai, God was speaking to Israel directly. And remember the, uh, the quaking of the mountain and the fire and the smoke, and they were terrified. And they said, no, we, we can't, no, don't speak to us directly. You, you tell Moses, and then Moses will tell us. So uh, God spoke to them by prophets. Uh, we have record of prophets and the things that God instructed these prophets to, to tell. So we have a, uh, a record of a lot of things, in other words, the words of the prophets for the people. Now, there were times in Israel's history where they didn't want to hear what the prophets had to say. 
They didn't like what the prophets had to say. And the prophets were saying what God instructed them to say. Now, we understand there were false prophets, too. Uh, but uh, there was a time they, they didn't want to hear that. God told the prophets what to say, and they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. In fact, many times a prophet would tell them something, and they'd go out and try to get another prophet that would tell them what they wanted to hear. And they even went farther than that. Uh, again, they didn't, uh, they didn't want to hear the truth at all. They wanted the prophets to tell them what they wanted to hear. So then they told the prophets what the prophesied to them. I want to read something to you, and we'll be coming back to Hebrew if you have a page marker, but in Isaiah chapter 30, again, you know, in, uh, in past times, he spoke to them by prophets. But they, did, they didn't want to hear the word of God many times by the prophets. And, and here is a, is a very sad example, Isaiah chapter 30. And verse 8, Isaiah 30 and 8, it's on page 737 in my Schofield Bible. Yours may be close to that and maybe not at all. Isaiah 30 and starting verse 8. Now go write it before them on a tablet and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever that this is a rebellious people, lying children, Children who will not hear the law of the Lord. Who say unto the seers, See not. And to the prophets, Prophesy not unto us right things. Speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. That, now that's sad. That's sad. But they didn't want to hear the truth. They wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. Still, as we look out into the world, is that so different than what it is today? Don't want to hear the truth. Now, we don't know, we can't use that as an excuse to say, well, just forget about it then. We don't know when God will open the eyes of one of his sheep out there. But as a general rule, they don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear, uh, what does it say, smooth things. Brag on us. Tell us how good we are. I used to be bad, but now I'm, I'm good. That seems to be what they want to hear. And, and, of course, as far as they're concerned, that's, that's the way. Uh, and I, I could give some examples even now. If we go over into the 10th chapter, it may come up again, but just an example, in the 10th chapter, it says, Forsake not the assembling ourselves together in a manner some is. I believe this is the word of the Lord. I believe it is deeper than face value. But I believe it does mean exactly that. Some are saying, some don't want to hear that. Um, and again, we may get into that a, a little later. Uh, but back in Hebrew then, uh, chapter 1, 
God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past to the fathers by prophets. So he spoke to them by the prophets, and we have a lot of record of the prophets. 